Hello, Oregon. It's Tuesday, November 3rd. This is Elliot News with a news briefing from The Oregonian and Oregon Live. Oregon State Police and the Multnomah County Sheriff's Office will take command of the police response in Portland during the election, with the Oregon National Guard placed on standby. Governor Kate Brown announced the arrangement on Monday. It's similar to the public safety response during a Proud Boys rally held in Portland in September. The Unified Command took effect at 5 p.m. Monday and will run through 5 p.m. Wednesday. The governor will have the authority to extend it if needed or rescind it earlier. The maneuver, with Portland police reporting to the Unified Command, allows state police and sheriff's deputies to bypass Mayor Ted Wheeler's directive banning Portland police from using tear gas during protests. It will also significantly increase the number of officers working in the city. No specific threats have been made to the voting process in Oregon, Brown said. However, mass demonstrations are expected in the lead-up to and following the election. An out-of-state elections watcher sounded the alarm about an allegation of voter intimidation in Lane County, where supporters of President Donald Trump were holding a rally Sunday in a park that also contained a drop-off ballot box. Local officials, however, said they were on scene and witnessed no voter intimidation. More than 1.95 million Oregonians had their ballots logged at election offices as of Friday. That means Oregon is certain to set a new record for votes cast in a single election, as voters have Monday and Tuesday to surpass 2016's total 2.05 million votes. Turnout as of Friday stood at 66%, with 79% of Democrats, 73% of Republicans, and 48% of voters not affiliated with any party having turned in ballots. A new lawsuit filed in federal court accuses Portland police, Multnomah County Sheriff's deputies, state police, and federal officers of violating the rights of people with disabilities through aggressive police responses to racial justice protests in the city. The advocacy group Disability Rights Oregon and four named plaintiffs allege law enforcement agencies have used excessive force, chilled their free speech, and violated the Americans with Disabilities Act by not making accommodations for people who are deaf, blind, have mobility restrictions, or suffer from seizures. The plaintiffs contend that their rights have been violated by the police bullrushing of crowds without adequate notice, the use of strobe lights that trigger epileptic seizures, and the use of tear gas and impact munitions that indiscriminately affect large crowds of people. The suit comes as the city enters its sixth month of social justice protests. Nike said Monday that it expects to eliminate 700 jobs at its headquarters near Beaverton by early January, part of a broader restructuring plan the company announced last summer. The footwear and apparel company had previously pegged its Oregon layoffs at roughly 500. Oregon's jobless rate climbed from 3.5% in the months before the pandemic to 8% in September as the recession took hold. Nike's layoffs, however, aren't a response to the downturn its sales remain strong. Rather, Oregon's largest company is changing strategies. Nike announced in July that it will spend up to $250 million cutting jobs worldwide, as new CEO John Donahoe refocuses its business to emphasize online sales directly to consumers. Nike does not disclose how many employees work in Oregon, but the total is well over 10,000. 
The number of unemployed Oregonians stuck in the backlog for adjudicating claims may be twice as long as the state has said, according to a deposition filed Friday as part of a class action lawsuit. In weekly calls with the media, the Oregon Employment Department has claimed that it is steadily whittling down the backlog to about 42,000 in late October. In an October 16th deposition, filed in connection with the lawsuit, however, Unemployment Insurance Division Director Lindsay Leahy said the actual number may be as high as 96,000. Oregon Public Broadcasting first reported the startling discrepancy on Friday. The higher tally suggests that at the current pace of adjudicating claims, the work may not be done until sometime well into 2021. The unprecedented volume of claims during the pandemic has created an enormous backlog. A wave of coronavirus infections has pushed Oregon to a grim new record Monday, with the state cracking 500 average daily cases for the first time since the pandemic began. The state's average case count for the past week surged upward after the Oregon Health Authority announced 557 new suspected or confirmed cases and one new death linked to COVID-19 on Monday. The new test results mark the fifth straight day with cases over 500, and the 14th consecutive day with at least 300 cases. Oregon's surge mirrors rising case counts across the country, although the state continues to report fewer new cases per capita than almost anywhere else. The Oregonian and Oregon Live newsroom will be tracking election news throughout the day Tuesday and reporting results beginning at 8 p.m. Go to OregonLive.com for the latest.